0: Welcome to the Growth Enablement Madness podcast, and I'm Jim Ward, your host, CEO of BrainCell, the growth enablement company. I'm absolutely mad about helping businesses grow and scale. And in this podcast, my team and I get a chance to talk shop with industry thought leaders about a variety of growth enablement strategies, stories, and technology trends. I'm happy that you're here, so let's get the growth conversation started. Welcome, everybody. This is Jim Ward. I'm CEO of BrainCell. We're a growth enablement company, and we are focused on helping companies grow and scale by using technology. So um, we have a wonderful guest who I've known for some time today joining us. I kind of made that sort of run through. That was a run-on sentence almost, I think, but that's how I write. But before we introduce our guests, let me also make sure we introduce the folks who are joining me on my podcast, Allie Lippman. Allie, say hi. Look Hello. Allie's a star here at Brain Cell and a kind executive. She does a great job. And then we have our content
1: manager, Brian Anderson. Now I got to do poses because Allie's posing and it's terrible. I gotta... We'll
2: have to coordinate better next time, Brian. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, <laughs> nice. I can't I can't do the chin pose with the beard because then it gets all squished and it, it's bad. But yeah, we that's... need
2: like a YMCA type introduction.
1: Yeah, that's not in the budget. <laughs> Let's introduce our
0: guest, somebody who I've known a long time. I have a tremendous amount of respect for. She is a leader in this industry. Her name is Nancy Harris. Nancy, say hi to everybody and tell us what your title is at Sage.
3: Hi, everybody. Hi, Jim. Great to be with you. Thanks for the invitation. Appreciate it very much.
0: So nice to have you with us.
3: Thank you. My title, Jim, is I'm the EVP and Managing Director of SAGE for North America, which is our largest region for SAGE.
0: And by the way, a tremendous leader who has led with, well, I think everybody who works with you understands that you're a guiding hand, even keeled, and you get us to the places we need to go, particularly as a partner, because we're a partner with SAGE for, gosh, how many years now?
3: I hate a to lot. even say it, because it's a lot. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. And you and I have known each other now for some, I don't know, how, long, how many years is that? Ten, Do you know, 10 years. 10, ten years. Wow. A decade. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to this later, but I know that you've announced the retirement, but we'll talk about that later. So let's start off. We spent about 20 minutes here discussing stuff. And uh, let's talk a little bit about what you see in the marketplace and trends for the small medium-sized business marketplace. Given the current trends with the pandemic and perhaps economic conditions that have been impacted, what do you see going on and what do small businesses and medium-sized businesses need to do to rebound in the economy?
3: Yeah, it's a great question, Jim. I know all of us have read a lot about the COVID impacts on our SMBs across the U.S. and of course they're the fuel of our economy. And so we all have been conscious about taking care of them and doing what we can to help them along the way during the pandemic. I've been impressed, and I bet you have a bunch of stories yourself around businesses who have really craftily reinvented themselves during the pandemic. One comes to mind, a lot of the tour companies and hospitality industry was been hit so hard, and they've they've reinvented themselves in a number of ways there's a tour company out of seattle that comes to mind they're called their tour and sort of hospitality saver seattle and they used to do these walking tours and you tour through seattle and taste the foods and etc so they started doing these boxes with the vendors that supported them where they'd put the goodies in the box and they'd deliver them and they literally took off with this offering so much so that they had $100,000 left over in profit that they actually donated back to nonprofits in the Seattle area, which I think is a cool story. But it just shows, you know, entrepreneurs are innovative. They don't stand still. They're thinking all the time. The trends are good. I mean, our businesses are rebounding. We did a 2021, so very current, return to growth outlook survey at Sage, and we found that 68% of the businesses that we surveyed said that their businesses actually accelerated during COVID. So, I mean, it's an interesting stat and really bullish. More than 60% of the outlook is that they'll be back to their same economic and revenue levels that they were prior to the pandemic when they exit 21. So there's a lot of positivity in the SMB space today, and I think we're seeing it translate to a booming economy again.
0: And SMBs, they contribute a lot into the marketplace. I don't think people realize how many people are employed by SMBs. And what, and how would you define an SMB, by the way?
3: Well, at Sage, we focus, and our whole history has been built around serving uh, small and medium businesses. And so we identify that as, you know, can be anywhere from a solopreneur, when we define a, a small business, all the way up to 5,000 employees plus. We serve a range of those customers with our Different accounting and payroll solutions, as well as our HCM solutions at Sage.
0: Can you tell me a little bit about because you know Sage, which is a back office solution mostly, right? It's or operational. That's really where Sage produces software and it produces for SMB, small, medium-sized business. For those folks, I don't want to use acronyms all the time. So you guys do ERP, enterprise resource planning. You do HRMS, human resource software. You cover the gamut. What else am I missing?
3: Yes. So within those categories, so we kind of think of it in four quadrants and we think of it in the SMB or excuse me, the small business access and the medium business access. And then on those axes, we think about it in, you just said it, but it's basically accounting or in medium size, it's often re- referred to as ERP. And then the other category is HCM, human capital management, which is often referred to as the HR software space. And within that, we have a number of different payroll applications that also serve our customers well. So that's how we look at the markets and the segments that we serve.
0: And I know, Allie, you particularly like the Sage Intact product. Is that uh, something you have some questions for with Nancy?
2: Well, you know, I'm really excited about cloud accounting solutions. I think it's the future. And in particular, when we're thinking about how people are doing their back office processes. And for me, who's focused on customer experience, how that kind of trickles up and, and make sure that you have a continuity of customer experience across the board. So yeah, definitely super excited about those things. And Nancy, you may not know this about me, but I'm a former bookkeeper as well. So this stuff is very near and dear to my heart.
0: Well, that's that's a good point. You know, uh, that's right. Uh, Allie started here as a bookkeeper and has continued to rise as the star she is from customer success. And then she led that. And now she's moving as an account
1: executive. So uh, yeah, bookkeeping. I feel like that's a trend of a lot of people on our team. And it didn't like Kelly, who's. Yeah, Kelly did the same thing, (laughs) Did did the same thing, yeah. Yeah, they did the same thing. Came in as a bookkeeper. I
3: don't think it can get any better than that, honestly, because at the end of the day, Allie and Kelly have sat in our mutual customer shoes and they know very well and can be very empathetic with those customers what they what they need to make their lives easier and better every day. So I can't think of a better person to run customer success, honestly. <laughs>
0: and it struck me too, I think, as I was with many things, There's always opportunity in bad situations. The COVID, of course, a bad situation or could be be perceived as one. But if you look at a lot of the good things that came out of COVID, which was how companies have changed course, they've actually improved, how we now are able to hire folks without a geographic constraint. We became comfortable with that, right? We're hiring all over the country. We hired Well, we hired one of the Sage's folks, Hunter Mercado Cloud, who is uh, with us now and he's in California. Here we are in Boston. So, you know, you find opportunity in bad situations. So have you all found things that Sage is doing to help companies rebound in the SMB marketplace? Have you found some things that you've done from a technology perspective that's supporting them through these changes?
3: Yeah, definitely, Jim. I mean, you know, generally from a feedback standpoint in that same survey that we did to small medium businesses one of the things they remarked about was the general category of how technology has helped them through the pandemic and and frankly subsequently it really accelerated people's digital transformation you know the thought of applying technology to essentially enhance and increase the efficiency of how they operate and we've focused for some time, not just during the pandemic, but before, during, and after, on how do we take the types of applications that you talked about that we deliver to the market, and how do we create more automation around what our customers do that's fairly mundane and can be quite admin-heavy, administrative-heavy? And so, you look at products like Auto entry, which is a small business receipt capture and scanning capability that helps our accountants step away from mundane data entry and, and ta- error-prone tasks and automate that. And Ali's a fan of Sage Intact, and we have built-in things like Intelligent Time, which is an automated time-tracking capability so that you're not going through and looking at where all you have chargeable time to your clients and then you're manually entering that into your accounting platform, but rather it's an intelligent automation tool that helps you get the hours right and therefore bill correctly for your time. So lots of artificial intelligence work underway to embed that into our products and continue to just do, do smarter technology that then frees up our customers to do the things they care about, which is run their business.
0: Right. Yeah. So those are things that you mentioned that are allowing companies to scale those repetitive things that a bot or AI or ML can do for them uh, while putting humans in a more creative role that doesn't create for more burnout because that repetitive task can be a, a burnout. And so I found, and we talked to Aaron Harris in our last podcast and what was interesting, and I don't know whether you can reinforce this, but I've got to imagine having come from also the CRM world, customer relationship management, that at one point there was a big flip from on-premise to cloud software. And I would say in the ERP world, a little slower getting there, but I have to imagine, and perhaps I'm, I'm wrong, but you can tell me whether I am, that the COVID experience really pushed Sage Intact into a much faster growth.
3: Yes. I mean, just the cloud adoption, you know, we're in a, in the U S we're in one of the most cloud adoptive markets in general around the world, but certainly COVID, you know, the the remote access to your application, the remote access to your data and all that goes with being in a pure play cloud environment, definitely increased the desire for customers to move from an on-premise to a native cloud solution. And the way that it's characterized itself in our business is not only have we seen a strong demand for Sage Intact, but we've also seen demand from our on-premise or hybrid customers to move to Sage Intact. And in fact, BrainCell, which is a reseller of our cloud-connected products as well as Sage Intact, you've been a great asset to our customers in helping them make that kind of a move from one place in the Sage family to their next destination, which has been Sage Intact. And we're seeing a lot of that through our partners and our customers.
0: Yeah, we're seeing it as well and continue to see that. And we're continuing to help guide our our clients together to more cloud, Sage Intact, pure play on the cloud. And it was designed purely, Sage Intact was purely designed to be cloud. It was never a conversion from an on-premise to a cloud. It is Pure.
3: Yeah, architected from the ground up, like some, I want to say it was 20 years ago. I mean, Sage Intact was, at the time Intact, was one of the very early, early stage native cloud, multi-tenant, architected for the cloud product and really led the way technologically. And in some cases, I don't know if you remember, you probably do back before the true native cloud, it was the ASP world. That was the hosted world, and then we sort of had the ASP all goes away and became a new term hosted, and then at the same time, kind of the birth of of SaaS and multi-tenant came about, and so there was a bit of evangelism that evidently the company, when they tell the story, had to do, particularly to get people to put their financial data in the cloud, which at the time was, you know, a little bit unheard of. But that leadership has continued in terms of the progression of the platform and the The know-how to do native cloud right.
0: You know, the reality is, and I think people do sometimes still fear the security of their financials in the cloud. The reality is Sage Intac and all these cloud folks have more security than they probably have in their own server environment. True. So, And that's an expertise that can't be duplicated. I wanted to move on to talking about Sage's new sustainability and society strategy. Tell me a bit more about knocking down barriers.
3: Yeah, so we launched our sustainability and strategy, society strategy in just June uh, of this year. Also wasn't
0: easy for me to say. It isn't. No. Sustainability, sustainability and
3: society <laughs> strategy. strategy. Yeah, a lot That's of three
0: times, <laughs> th- three times fast.
1: <laughs> it's a lot of, yes. a lot of alliteration, yes. ain't it? It's a there,
3: tongue yeah. twister. It was not intentional. But <laughs> um, knocking down barriers is we've had the foundation at Sage, the Sage Foundation for Now I believe it's been five years. And we're building on the momentum of that. And it's really about three key pillars. One's about tackling digital inequality so that a level playing ground so that everybody can be equal access for innovation, tackling economic inequality to support underrepresented groups, and then tackling climate crisis. So those are the three pillars and we just refer to them as, you know, knocking down the, the barriers because we're working on uh, building a group of, you know, diverse and sustainable businesses. And we want to do our part to contribute toward that.
0: One of the things I observe, and I am a SAGE partner, is that SAGE is a company that wants to do good. They have a lot of do-good things. Uh, we are, they encourage all of us who are partners to get involved with their uh, SAGE programs. I'm trying to remember what it's called. I'm sorry I'm um, forgetting right now. But we were just involved in one of the programs. Allie, help me. Don't just look. Don't just sit there. Oh my
2: gosh! No, it was so much fun. What was the name what of it? What was it called? Yeah. We all got to we got to sit and
1: identify. Uh, <laughs> uh, we were looking. At, a, we th- were looking at camera traps yes, out in the so and helping funny. identify birds and animals. Oh, you were.
3: Things? I know what it was. Yeah, we we brought. Um, it's part of foundation, the Sage Foundation. Yes, we, Sage Foundation. And we we this year because of COVID, another sort of reinvention. Instead of all getting together and being able to go out and help. Habitat for Humanity or go to the work that the food bank and help there, we've had to come up with virtual ways to help our communities. And so it sounds like you participated in one of the Sage Foundation Days.
0: We did. We did.
3: Okay,
0: And it was a lot of fun. I just want to mention to my team, your job is to make me look I brilliant. Try okay? it, it, um, I, I, try I can't so do hard. this by myself.
2: I did not think of what you were talking about for a second. Yes,
0: <laughs> well, yes, I know. But it was a lot of fun because we had to, what it is, it's fulfilling a data Uh, base of things that we identify birds or whatever so that the artificial intelligence can then uh, learn uh, and apply it to identifying these cameras that are out in the wild um, did I get that right? Elle? Yeah. I mean, Brian, yeah.
2: But it? what it devolved to was us screenshotting the funniest images and, and sending them to each other. But hopefully we made a difference <laughs> did, <yeah>. too. <laughs> well, to teach nice
1: <laughs> you had people out there doing walks on like trails and stuff and posing for the cameras. Yeah, and it, was, yeah it was fun. It was funny to watch cow butts. <laughs> Yeah, just a bunch of Oh you know, my gosh, a bunch of animals you guys were all over around.
3: the place. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it was all over it the place. It was really,
2: yeah. It was interesting work though. And that kind of that recognition, we're just basically helping the AI learn the images so that it can better identify what's in an image.
3: Okay, I got it. The whole
0: company did it. We shut down for the day and did that for uh, an hour or two, whatever it was. So it was a lot of fun. You, Nancy, come from a much larger company than we are. How many employees at Sage? About
3: 11,000.
0: 11,000. Globally, yeah. Wow. So you would have some great experience with this question, which is how do employers create an environment for employees to join the company and then want to stay with the company? You have some thoughts around that?
3: I do. And I have to say, I mean, one of the things we just talked about is becoming ever important to new joiners that, and when we're out interviewing, which is creating a, a culture where people feel like not only do they believe in the mission at hand, in our case, it's uh, helping small and medium businesses, you know, automate and, and thrive in terms of their their back office so that their businesses can thrive. But it's also about a sense of belonging. And it's about a sense of Believing in what the company stands for. And in our case, you know, foundation has been the tip of that spear. And now, with the breaking down, knocking down barriers initiatives with sustainability and the society commitments, it really makes a difference to people in terms of, you know, the values that the company has and it aligning with their own personal values. And so, we're seeing that that's something that causes people to want to stay at SAGE. It attracts them in the first place, and then it causes them to want to stay at SAGE because they believe in what we're trying to do in the large, if that makes sense. The other thing that, I don't know how this has worked for you, Jim, you mentioned that you were able to hire people in other locations because we're all working remotely, at least in part, and so technology has really facilitated that. But we also find that in the days of the pandemic and post-pandemic, that our colleagues want a lot more flexibility in how they work. You know, and it's not about wanting to come into an office five days a week. And so, and we'll talk about this. I think, but you know, we created a whole a whole construct around this notion of flexible human work, and allowing colleagues and their leaders so across the organization and. From actually within the organization, they're setting their own standard, if you will, in terms of how they want to work when they come into the office, when they work remotely as a team, uh, what cadence by which they do that, and that actually—I've t- read tons of research on this—that actually is more important to a lot of workers in today's work environment than money or anything else you could offer them is flexibility.
0: Is yeah, and we've gone to that. So that brings a great point. Perhaps Allie and Brian will take less money if I give them a flex schedule. Is that (laughs) interesting?
3: Yeah, yeah. it's been known to happen. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, no, okay. Uh, But we do have we've we've maintained the flex here, and it was interesting. We had uh, uh, Teresa Conway, our COO, had without knowing a pandemic was coming, had set us up to be mobile. So when it did hit, everybody was able to pick up their laptops on their docks and move to their home offices. And I think today we have a rotating schedule, and it's very flexible for folks. Uh, hopefully, Allie and Brian like it. Uh, do you like it?
2: By the way, the digital enablement also include putting our financials hosted in the cloud so that we could...
0: That's right,
1: play. it did. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. But
2: I do, I really uh, appreciate As a mother of two, I very much appreciate
1: it. I would like, yeah, so... <laughs> A guy with that's a knife. Yeah, that's pretty oh, much. Guy with uh, a That's that's all I really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> In, <laughs> tell At the truth, you I have counted, six yeah. cats, probably. <laughs> right when you left, yeah. Uh, there'll be another one when you get home, I'm sure. Um So, and I do think the culture of a work environment helps tremendously too. Building a culture, like you've described, as you have that kind of culture, and that keeps folks there. I've known. I've been involved with SAGE now, like you said, uh, probably more years than I want to recognize because I'm getting older. And there are so many people that I know that have been there for so many years and that continuity is really important. So we thank you for having that culture and we build these relationships. And I think you know this, Nancy, that we feel like SAGE's team, you, all the folks with you, we feel like you're part of our family. We really do. You and I have had conversations that really are like family conversations. We don't always agree but we walk away agreeable. And so I really value that. I want to tell you before we move on to our techtainment section, whereas you're retiring, I said to you that your retirement to me is bittersweet and bitter in that, I don't mean it in a bitter sense, but I mean it that I'm going to be very sad to see you not be there because you've been such a tremendous leader. You've been such a good partner for me. And I really, really, really appreciate that. And I want you to know that. I want to tell you that publicly. And what's sweet is I'm happy that you're happy. And whatever you're going to do, whatever makes you happy, uh, makes me happy. So uh, we want to wish you the very best in this retirement. But we do have some questions about this retirement coming up. So if I had to ask you mine, one of mine is, are you flip-flops or shoes?
3: Oh, wow. Totally (laughs) flip-flops. Jim, and thank you for the warm comments. Thank you for the warm comments. I want to say something in return just real quick, and then we'll keep keep the funny ones going. But... I remember back when you and I first started working together when I early on in my career here at Sage, and we got off to a rough start. And it was uh, what do you call it? it? Radical candor. It was built on radical candor. And I remember saying to you, Jim, you know what? I actually here's my mo. I don't do well with people who are upset at me, but I do really well in listening. And if you will just hear me out, I will hear you out. And You stopped and you listened to me and I stopped and I listened to you. And from that point forward, it's been kindred spirits, honestly. And uh, you have been a tremendous leader of Brain Cell and you have built a great culture there. And I can tell you, my team and I, when we come to visit, we feel like we're coming to visit family. It's a warm reception. We get on the phone. We work things out. We see each other in person. It's like a reunion. I hope we have one before all is said and done, but thank you for your great partnership and for your very kind comments. Very much appreciated.
0: Well, you will be welcome to come visit us anytime post-retirement during your, you know, whenever you're leaving. I don't know when you're leaving, but I think, uh, what did you schedule, end of the year or something? End of
3: the year, yeah.
0: End of the year, yeah. You're, so you're shepherding the next uh, person to come in, I guess, and take your spot. Tough shoes to fill, by the
1: way. I know that my team may have some other questions for you. I do, definitely. Okay. Nancy, how would you describe your upcoming retirement? Are you going to be the, is it going to be the type of retirement where you're traveling all the time? Or are you going to be looking to, you know, like go to Hawaii, do some terrible things and end up in minimum security prison? Like what type of <laughs> retirement are you looking for?
3: Well, not the minimum security piece. Yeah, lots of, lots of travel for sure. I love to travel. That's on the docket. And then a couple of things I don't know for you, I'm sure, Jim, as an entrepreneur yourself, it it can become all-consuming and my role can become all-consuming, and that's a bit on me. But I'm looking forward to stepping back from the mayhem of the day-to-day work and really reorienting myself toward giving back. And so I've recently joined a public company board that I'm looking forward to contributing to at a different level as a non-executive director. I used to be really involved in the Austin nonprofit community, and I plan to get back to that and then travel and reconnect with my family and friends who I feel like I've been a little AWOL, to be honest. So Chapter 2 is going to be fun and exciting and lots of flip-flops involved.
0: Good. Cause you've been in a very, yeah, very demanding role. Let's say uh, Allie, did you have a question
2: too? I do have a question, but uh, Nancy, all that sounds like so much fun. I was also, I was on the board of a nonprofit, um, as their treasurer. And I loved it. <laughs> it was very fulfilling work, got to go through a strategic planning initiative and all of that. So
3: good for you. That's exactly to. what I want to get back to.
2: Yes, it's really, it's very high impact, fulfilling work. My question, which is kind of related to, to your answer is, are you hoping to learn any new skills or pick up any new hobbies during
3: retirement? Yeah, damn for sure, Allie. Well, so I used to be a golfer and I haven't golfed in a long time. So I think I'll give that another go. That's one of those things I think you need to do in retirement is is golf. Um,
1: (laughs) It comes with the territory, yeah.
3: Yeah. And then gardening. So I am amateur hack gardener, but I plan to build a garden and figure out seasonally what all to plant and how to do it. And who knows, maybe I'll live off the fat of the land, you know, Um, it'll be fun. So those are a couple of the the just sort of things I want to explore and do a bit with my just my downtime that I think will be you know, the the gardening part to me is sort of an interesting, I want to study it in a scientific way and learn all about it because I am I do love the idea of being able to just, you know Mm -hmm. eat off the land, seriously. Yeah, Yeah. and there's like
2: things that you plant together and there's all sorts Mm -hmm. of yeah, it's definitely, it's very interesting
3: soil and you know, depending upon your climate, what you grow well and yeah, I think it'll be fascinating
2: well, cool. You'll have to bring us some produce, or send us some uh, herbs, or something like that.
1: Or come golfing with us in Massachusetts the next time you're know? <laughs> yeah, here. Absolutely, we have, we have a golf course right across the Right across
3: the street. By the way, I know Jim. We've probably never talked about this, but I've been to Gloucester. And I uh, love Gloucester, of course, in the summertime, because I don't really like the snow in Boston in the wintertime. So I'll come in the n- summer. None of us do. So, so that we can golf. But I also want to go to Woodman's. Oh, we were just over right there. down the street for me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, the...
3: my gosh. The best place on the planet. Have you been? Yes.
0: Oh, you have been. Okay. Because, you know, uh, I think it was Freddie Woodman who invented the fried clam.
3: Uh,
2: and Nancy, I don't know so. if you know fried clam knew of this, the world. but there's a little bit of a war about which restaurant has the best fried clams around right. here. <laughs> no, I you,
3: you, did, didn't.
0: You you come here and I'm going to take you to a couple spots so you can try the fried clams at various locations. They're all very good and slightly different as well. You know, I've been thinking about retirement because I'm not far behind you. My fear is, my wife tells me this all the time, that I need to be busy all the time. I, I just can't. So my fear is not having things to do to keep my mind occupied. So and one of the things I'm thinking about is I think I'm going to get up really early still. I'm going to get up at six o'clock in the morning, and then I'm going to go drive around really slow and make everybody <laughs> late for work. What do you of <laughs>
3: That one?
0: I want to let you know, I stole that. That's a, it's not, I wasn't creative enough to come up with that, uh, but it sounds like a great idea to me. <laughs> yeah.
3: So It sounds brutal to me because you just create stress at six o'clock in the morning for yourself and for others.
1: <laughs> oh, I'll be laughing. It'll be wonderful. <laughs> something to do. Yeah. Um, but With his morning coffee? Yeah. You know, just driving around laughing at people? Yeah. Well, we do, up in Gloucester
0: do, we do have a summer home. And so if you do come, uh, let me know. We may have an opening there for you to go and take some time there. So yeah, great. And we get out on a boat. How's that Yeah, here so next time?
3: That would be fabulous.
0: So that's an invitation that's open to you anytime. I really want to thank you again for joining us today. You've been, again, a tremendous partner for me, a tremendous person to work with. And I mean that with all my heart. And I want to thank you deeply for assisting Brain Cell and all of our team members here. You've gone to great lengths to help the business and help our clients together to be successful. So thank you very much for joining us. Do you want to say any parting words to folks out there? In our podcast land?
3: Out there in radio land? Um, yeah, Radio video land. Yes, I would love to. I just wanted to thank you for the opportunity. Thank all of our mutual customers and the Brain Cell team. It's been a great partnership. I'm super confident it will continue to be a great partnership for us both. And I look forward to much continued success ahead. And thanks to all of our mutual customers for their, their loyalty to us. So it's been fun chatting with everybody.
0: Nancy, thanks again. And you can find Nancy on LinkedIn, I'm sure, Nancy Harris at Sage Software. I want to thank my uh, cohorts, uh, Allie Lipman and Brian Anderson. Folks, you can find these podcasts wherever podcasts are uh, found, uh, Apple, uh, I don't know, Google, wherever. And, you know, is it? Is, it, oh, on is it on SnapFace? Is it on SnapFace? SnapBook, yeah. SnapFace yeah. And, uh, and, and, Bookface. And, and chat yeah. and BookFace and all that stuff, yep. So, uh, hey, 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 don't want you to think I don't know about technology. All right, folks. <laughs> Friggin' boomers. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. This is Jim Ward, and thanks for listening. See you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Growth Enablement Madness podcast. I also want to thank Davinio Podcast for this episode's production and distribution. Finally, thank you to Sam Ward for our musical introduction and outro. Be sure to check out all of our episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. New episodes are available monthly and cover all important topics for growing and scaling your business. Until next time, this is Jim Ward signing off. Let's grow.